This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Now then, if you're an MS action taker, I want to keep in touch with you. So can you sign up to hear about my future MS action takers activities? The link to sign up is in the show notes. Hi, in today's episode, I'm going to be exploring how is your MS diagnosis going to affect your life if you're in your 20s and 30s. And this is part of the MS life cycle series. So when you find yourself in your 20s, sometimes your 30s, and you're living with MS, you might have been recently diagnosed, and you're wondering things like, what's my future going to be? Where am I going to live? What does my work look like? How much money can I earn? How much socialising can I do? Can I afford a new car? What car am I going to drive? What shall I wear? Where do I want to be tomorrow? Can I afford that holiday? Well, this podcast, I'll cover some of the issues. I'll share some of my learning and then look at some steps that you will find useful. So first of all, you're just finding out who you are and you get a diagnosis of MS. Bam. Now MS is with you. The average age to be diagnosed in the UK is 33 years old. I was 26. And this is the time when you're just starting to form your life. You're just starting to plan it out. Of course, you might not be. You just might not be giving it a second thought. It's okay to not have a life plan. We're not exploring life plans today. We're exploring the impact of MS on your life. How badly is it affecting you? Is it progressive? Maybe it's relapsing. I was relapsing and remitting. That means symptoms would come and then they'd get better. So it didn't really affect my life. I just carried on. I was invincible, but it's not the same for everyone. And to be launched into this MS world with this often invisible chronic illness when you're in 20s and 30s it's just shit let's be honest but just sitting and knowing this is one thing I want you to keep listening and get some more ideas you might be just beginning or finishing some studies maybe you're finishing off some professional qualifications maybe you've got some postgraduate studies that you're doing Or maybe you've started a career that needs some additional professional training. Maybe, like me, you're supposed to be working full-time, studying, doing exams, and then you got told that you've got this often invisible chronic illness. And during your 20s and early 30s, you could just do without this added stress. I was working full time. I was going to the gym. I was studying for banking exams and then later my MBA. And then I got a diagnosis of MS. We all know that stress is something we need to try and keep at bay. 
when you've got MS, when you live with a chronic illness. I did things like arranging extra time to complete exams. I could have, but didn't, ask for extra time to complete modules. But I did arrange time off work to be able to complete my studies. I haven't told work, by the way, about my MS. I've got a couple of ideas further down this podcast, so do keep listening. So you're probably at the point in your life where you're building a career for yourself. In your 20s, you've got the energy, you've got the drive, you've got the ambition, sometimes anyway. At least you're supposed to have these things. You might not know exactly what you want to do, but you're trying to investigate, you're trying to work it out. You're trying to find what this is. You want to be able to to decide where to work. Decide if it's in this country or if it's in another city. And deciding how much of a commute you want to put yourself under. You want to have choices. You want to be able to decide to do that extra time that your boss needs you to. Because at the end of the day, overtime money, that always comes in really useful. But when you've been diagnosed with MS, how do you go about building a career that's going to be right for you? I know looking back, I didn't take opportunities where it meant me having to move away. I stayed where I had a support network until until I'd really found how my illness was going to affect me. I didn't change employer. I didn't move to a more risky job working in sales and working in driving. And I'd been offered this opportunity. But instead, I stayed with a reputable blue chip company and one where I knew it could be desk based and didn't have to drive. I did make a mistake when I relocated, though. I relocated and still gave myself a 40 minute commute. And that's just not a sensible thing to do, really. I should have relocated to be next to the office. There's a lot to think about on this career point, but keep listening and find out how you can help yourself. What about relationships? In your 20s, your reproductive hormones are flying high. You're wanting to have relationships, but are you going to tell them about your diagnosis? How about if the difficulties of physical relationships start to impact you? Maybe you're losing some sensation. Maybe these mobility issues are really impacting your ability to go out and meet people or interact and have fun with people. Maybe you're fatigued and you've got absolutely no interest in sex. But if you're dating as well, Do you tell people on the first date, third date, fifth date? If you're in a relationship, so you're not dating, but you're already with somebody, how might this change things for you? My now husband is a really nice guy, and I told him on our first date. Granted, he also shared plenty about his baggage, but I could see that he was an understanding person. So, Dating and relationships when you've got MS, which is so important when we're in our 20s and 30s, it's a really big deal. 
when you've got that MS hanging over you. Another thing, starting a family. That's what we're all on this earth for. I didn't actually want to start a family until I was mid-30s. Before that, I'd always been very much focused on my career. But generally, that's what most people want to do. And at the top, let me just reassure you, there's no reason that you shouldn't start a family when you've got multiple sclerosis. The sorts of things that you will need to consider are things like, how do you look after yourself? If you're a female, what type of birth is best for you? If you're on drugs for multiple sclerosis, when do you need to stop them? When do you stop them? If you've got a baby or a young child, who can support you if you're lacking sleep? Who can support you if you hit difficult patches? And then a slightly unrelated but equally important issue. When's the right time to tell your children about your illness? Now, I don't mind sharing with you. I didn't look after myself enough when I was pregnant. I carried on working full time plus because the work that I did required a long, long working days. I was still working out. I was still going to the gym. I was still doing exercise. I decided on a natural birth. But with hindsight, I probably would have benefited from a planned cesarean section. Three days after giving birth, I went on a five mile walk with my daughter in the pram. Quite clearly, that wasn't a sensible thing to do. But I was trying to keep my life normal. And by normal, I mean, as it was before. I was expecting life as a mother to be the same as before. I expected life as a mother with MS to be the same as before and to be the same as other mums. So I do say learn from me if you're going to start a family and you're a female. So what can you do? What, what would really help? Well, the ideas that I would do would be working out your new identity, values that are important to you and getting that picture of what the future looks like. Now, that's not an easy thing to do if you're in your 20s and you're living life. And then understanding your emotions and considering what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and how is this all going to figure in your life going forward? Thinking about the right career for you, especially when you're living with an unpredictable illness and, and an unknown future. How do you work out what's important to you in a partner? How do you think about the best way to go about telling people? Are you going to do some really hardcore thinking about starting a family when you live with MS rather than just let it happen? Or are you going to let it just happen? These are just a few ideas that could really help you if you're in your 20s and 30s and you live with multiple sclerosis or another chronic health condition. The Redesign Your MS Life Membership Club, that's gonna have some self-directed modules that's looking at all these elements. It's gonna give you ideas, workbooks, learning videos, as well as a community who are exploring the same things. It's coming in 2021. It's for MS action takers. 
And in the show notes, there's a link where you can register and keep up to date when it's launched in 2021. But I hope you found today's podcast really useful, really interesting, all about that life cycle of MS in your 20s and 30s. Thanks for joining me. Now then, if you're an MS action taker, I want to keep in touch with you. So can you sign up to hear about my future MS action takers activities? The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to The MS Show podcast.